Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara, where we share our knowledge as we chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you're listening to episode 63 about the Wiccan deities. Woohoo! So we got a lot of questions when we asked what people just wanted to hear about this year in general. And something that came up a lot was about deity work in general. And okay, first of all, I want to say that I say it deities and Tara says it deities and both ways are correct. Just (laughs) so you know. Start off the bat. (laughs) Um, Deities is because um, the Latin word for God is day. And I've already talked about how I took Latin D D E I is is God in Latin. So that's that's how I say it. Deities is very common in America. So yeah. either that's way how I learned it. Yeah. Either way is is totally fine. So <laughs> so if you hear us pronounce it two different ways and you're very confused, whichever one feels more comfortable to you, both totally fine. Um so we decided to start with Wiccan deities and then we are gonna have um a, another episode coming up about different pagan paths, because depending on which sort of path you go down, that can influence which deities you work with. And then an additional episode after that about working with deities outside of this um, traditional Wiccan construct. So we have yes. a lot of episodes scheduled to get you more comfortable with working with deities and just the ins and outs of everything. And the Wiccan deities seemed like the best place to start because the next episode that we have for you is on Ostara. And then when we talk about the aspects of the goddess as they relate to Ostara, it'll make a little more sense. Hopefully. this one first. Hopefully. So. <laughs> so we talked a little bit before about the history of Wicca that was way in the beginning of last season. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back and learn a little bit more about Wicca and how that's different from witchcraft. But it is a relatively new religion. That was introduced by Gerald Gardner in the 1950s. And he believed in the principle of duality. So he believed that there was this balance between the genders of male and female. And regarded them as divine lovers and polar opposites. So they balanced each other out and one could not exist without the other. So that is a main tenant of the Wiccan belief. Now there are different sects of Wicca. There's like a Dianic um, Wiccan religion about the goddess Diana and they do focus more on the female aspect of the goddess so it's not exactly equal but traditional Wicca if you are just beginning into it it is a, a dual religion and you have to have both the god and goddess and that's common in a lot of the sects they might focus on certain aspects of the god or goddess more or the god or the goddess more um it's just hard as us humans to split our attention <laughs> equally. <laughs> so a lot of sects are like that. They might have more emphasis and different holidays emphasize um, the God or goddess more. So yeah. Yule is way more about the God. Yep. And Ostara goddess. Yes. Just, very much so. It's just how it works. And it's yeah. Overall it balances, but there's definitely focus areas for holidays, for sex, for everything in life. So <laughs> Uh, this is Wicca is obviously not the only one that believes in this dual. No, it's very religion. Very common. Yes, uh, there's 
Odin and Frigg in North mythology. There's Isis and Osiris in Egyptian mythology. There's um, Zeus and Hera in Greek mythology. So there are a lot of this like dual uh, male and female. So yin and yang. Yes. <laughs> uh, so there's lots of different ways that you can incorporate that. And we have lots of pagan paths to talk about Greek and Egyptian and all of those things. So just know that it is very common to have these two deities, male and female, I think Balance. when we are raised in like a Christian construct, it's very hard to turn off that way of thinking that there's just this one divine being that's generally male and is the end all be all. And there's, there's no like female counterpart to that. We really See, have to go there. I always thought as a non-Catholic that Catholics try and balance that because Mary is got her own altars and idols and everything, but that's an outside perspective, not a Catholic perspective. (laughs) Well, yeah, they definitely do emphasize Mary quite a bit, but when it's, you know, it's one all powerful God. Yeah. So if you're going to go down and work in religion or work with deities in another path, it's definitely, you have to, unlearn that (laughs) (laughs) um and another tenant of wicca that tara can speak a little more about is that all wiccan gods and goddesses are actually one one being yes (laughs) so in christianity we talk about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit kind of all being like one thing, but otherwise it's, it's hard for us to see that as, as being all one powerful God, but in the Wiccan religion, there can be lots of different names and different aspects. And we're going to get into that, but they all come down to being one God, male or female. (laughs) So, and the way I learned it was, if you think of the universe as a whole, the entire universe, it's simply too much for humans to grasp. Like if I say the universe, what's in my mind is slightly different than your mind. And we can both be correct because there's just so much out there and humans are finite and we just can't grasp that infinite. So the divine is like the universe. It's just so much that we almost distill it down into a God and goddess so that we can grasp the concepts. And we're not being offensive. We're just simply putting our own interpretation on. We're trying to incorporate it all, but it's just too big. Like if you hold water in your cupped hands, there's more than if you separate it. But it's sometimes easier if you separate like grains of sand into two hands. Now, if you put it together, there's even more than you can grasp in the individual hands. But like humans just aren't meant to function with all of this knowledge it's very difficult for us. So um, that's how it's explained to me. That's why we worship both the God and goddess, because we're trying to get as many aspects as possible of the ultimate divine. And it's simply too much for us to grasp and easily work with. So the God and goddess are parts of that whole. And hopefully we're getting as much of the whole as possible into these two separate things, which is why balance is so important in the Wiccan belief. But and there's lots of, like we talked about the Dianic sect, there's different sects and a lot of modern 
Wicca, I mean, I guess it was in the 1950s, all Wiccans are modern, but <laughs> um, especially today, Wiccans like to work with a variety of gods and goddesses yes. on different pagan paths. So when they work with any of the goddesses of the Greek or Norse mythology, you can still do that if you are a Wiccan. You can still work with Odin or Hera or Aphrodite or all of those things. It just comes down to in the Wiccan belief that those are all aspects of the one singular god and goddess. They all come back to the same point. So the aspects of Aphrodite as a love goddess and her associations with the sea, those are one aspects of this traditional Wiccan goddess. All parts of the same thing. Yeah, that's one reason why pagan and Wiccanism sometimes gets interchanged so much. Um, Pagans, in my experience, are more likely to worship these different aspects under particular names and these particular goddesses or gods. Um, Wiccans also do that, but then they also have the main goddess and the main god that they worship during the high holidays and things. So they might pray to a particular goddess or god. But in the high holidays, they tend to focus on the main goddess and God, whereas pagans may only worship a particular aspect. Wow, look (laughs) at my pronunciation. Um, (laughs) And they may not always focus on the higher, I I don't want to say higher tier, but the more infinite triple goddess and horn god. Which is exactly what we are about to get into. The <laughs> two deities that are most often referred to as the Wiccan gods are the triple goddess and the horned god. So yep. we will start with the goddess, the triple goddess, sort of main goddess within Wicca. And she's also known as the moon goddess and the primary representation of that divine feminine power. Yep. So she is closely associated with the earth and the moon. She's sometimes called the earth mother. <laughs> <laughs> and as the earth mother, she represents... The physical energy that lets life grow, right? So it's yep. women are the ones that are capable of growing and birthing a child. The, the fertility of the earth and women. Exactly. So all associations with domesticated animals, fields and crops and all of those things. And her energy is nurturing and tender. And she can be seen in lots of other religions as well. And... Sometimes not as tender. Uh, she can be kind of strict, which is why we have natural disasters sometimes. But <laughs> she's teaching us lessons and nurturing us to our end destination. <laughs> and she is the one that keeps the wheel of the year turning. So Correct. she's the master of those cycles of the earth, the growth, birth, growth, death, rebirth, all of those things. So getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. And as the moon goddess, she, of course, rules the night and the tides Mm -hmm. so she's the ultimate force of change and also represents emotion and intuition and wisdom that comes from our you know darker side Um, and this moon goddess aspect has probably the most forms in other religions and throughout history so in um the Greek mythology, it's Artemis and Diana. Those would be aspects of this moon goddess in Wicca. Yep. And there are definitely Wiccans that celebrate particularly Diana and Artemis. And we've talked about them before and we'll talk about them again. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's get into this idea of the triple goddess, because Tara has talked about that when we talk about the cycles of the year. Yeah, the the different Sabbaths that we go over, um, because that is something something that comes up as, you know, she travels through her life and everything. um, But we haven't really touched on exactly what that triple goddess actually means. Yes. So she is a triple deity who is portrayed as either a single goddess who changes in a yearly cycle or as one with three distinct aspects. And it mirrors the stages of a woman going through life. life. (laughs) Um, And Gerald Garner specifically did not believe in the triple goddess that was not one of his teachings but lots of other Wiccan practitioners were drawn to her and there was another coven founder around the same time as Gerald Gardner and his name was Robert Cochrane and he was thought to have brought the triple goddess into the modern Wiccan movement Um, so it was mostly during the 1970s that the triple goddess became so firmly rooted in Wiccan worship and now people believe that most Wiccans believe that as like a main, a main tenant now, even though it wasn't specific to Gerald Gardner. And again, this can vary by sec, um, whether you see the triple goddess as three distinct aspects or one goddess going through phases. Um, but yeah, the concept <laughs> is deeply rooted now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's jump into what these three aspects are so the first aspect is the maiden yes the maiden is associated with the crescent to waxing phase of the moon cycle she represents youth sexuality enchantment and beginnings she's also seen as the goddess of the dawn sunrises and spring she's full of potential just like the new moon and its growing cycle and is seen as innocent youthful confident and intelligent she also represents exploring, discovering new things, um, creativity, growth of new ideas, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So she is specifically the aspect of the goddess that you would invoke if you wanted help with anything related to a new beginning, like a new relationship, a new job, a new project, or any anything in the area of new beginnings. Yeah. And if you remember uh, when we talked about the phases of the moon, she's so tightly tied in with the concept of that, that same concept. So a lot of the things that you might want to spell cast um, in that very beginning of the moon phase that we talked about, this is also, a, she's the perfect one to invoke for those kinds of spell work. And that's before she turns into the mother. So at the full moon, the mother aspect of the goddess comes to the front or is really the focus. She's the giver of life. Um, fertility is a huge part of this. Uh, she represents responsibility, adulthood, the fullness of life. Uh, Her time is midday and her season is summer when everything is growing and changing. Uh, So the fields are bursting with crops. Young animals are growing into adulthood. She is one of the most powerful aspects of the goddess because what's more powerful than giving life? She is who uh, the goddess that you would want to invoke if you need help with fertility, motherhood, Um, protection, achievement of inner peace, intuition, and stability, which I always find the stability part both more hopeful because if you're raising children, stable 
is always the goal, but maybe not your day to day. And then the final aspect is the crone, which actually used to be called the hag, but not anymore. I still call and, it the hag sometimes. <laughs> and this is um, the goddess of the waning of the moon. So mm-hmm. she's the representation of life after children, of aging, past lives, and death. And, and wisdom. She is definitely the least understood and least liked aspect of the goddess because she makes us think about death. And sometimes people associate that with evil, but she is actually very wise and is just there to guide us into the next phase of our lives because death is a normal part of the cycle of life, just like the cycle of the moon. It just becomes nothing and then starts all over again and Mm -hmm. before becoming full. Bring it back around. Her seasons are autumn and winter, and she rules over sunsets and nights. So the crone is the aspect of the goddess that you would invoke if you want spiritual guidance, help with ending a relationship or job, menopause, or strong protection. Because she has the wisdom to protect you beyond the day-to-day. So she's definitely the least worked with, but a very interesting aspect. So definitely don't ignore it. (laughs) I think that's almost like the American in us. We don't want to think about death or beyond a certain phase of life. And so we tend to ignore what is very powerful and wise and out there to help and assist us. But that's just me thinking as an American. (laughs) So let's talk about the other half then, which is the Wiccan God. Yes. Uh, Again, you can choose lots of gods to worship and work with that would tie into this. Mm -hmm. God, they're all different aspects of this one singular, the Wiccan God. But when people talk about the Wiccan God, they are namely talking about the Horn God, also known as the Green God. I think people that come to Wiccanism from a Christian background, they don't like calling it the Horn God because it invokes Satan in their minds. Because the church has done such a great job of trying to make those two identical in church mythology. Really so um, I think that the Horn God is something that people that are raised Wiccan or are maybe just less Christian based in their thinking are comfortable with. But if you're talking to someone who is coming to Wicca from a Christian background, a lot of times they're a lot more comfortable with the green God. They're the same God. And the is all capital, the God. So the horn God represents obviously the male side of this dual religion Mm -hmm. and is the representation of the sun hunting death and magic and uh like we said this was the gerald gardner belief of equal balance but um the horned god definitely has and green god definitely have more associations with certain sabbaths and you're going to see them more times of the year whereas the goddess seems to be omnipresent and worked with more and people just tend to work with the god really around like Beltane and Yule are like very popular holidays for working with this male energy. But uh, the male energy, the Wiccan god in general still has a dual nature. He is the hunter and also the hunted. So mm-hmm. He's the sun during the day, which is all powerful and mighty. But then he's also the sun during the night when it's blacked out and hidden. 
Yeah. And he's also known as the green man, who's an ancient god of fertility. Um, and that's still a common archetype all around the world. Yes, very much so. And the green man is generally um, the aspect that people focus on around Beltane. And then the horn god is a lot of time focused more on Yule. That's because the horns are an ancient symbol of virility that's been used in the lots of lots of pagans of uh, ancient times used um virility horns as depiction of their gods you'll find that across all different pagan paths yes very much so so that um comes out at at yule for sure there's antlers everywhere yeah <laughs> antlers reindeer. everywhere because they want the green to come back they want nature to bloom it's sad. <laughs> Not a um, so he is definitely a symbol of the natural world so sometimes um the best personification of that is the greek god pan pan mm-hmm. is the half goat half human sometimes with horns sometimes without and he is one of the uh really well-known ancient pagan gods uh he yep. used to be worshipped a lot probably probably one of the the most um and the church definitely hated this oh yeah so that's where the idea of this horned god was turned into the idea of the devil devil. yeah (laughs) the lord of evil we've talked about that of how you know the church is really clever about changing these people's ideas of their religion so that's kind of they pan was um widely associated like the celebrations were widely associated with orgies yeah. so the church definitely tried to get rid of that and that's kind of how they like turned him into this evil horned god um and he also is the aspect of the god that helps guide people into the afterlife mm-hmm. which is just like the crone it's a natural part of life and he helps guide souls into the next phase of existence but um that also fed into that negative portrayal of him as, you know, being guiding souls to the depths of hell and, and things like that, that the church used to say. So that's well, part of the reason of his negative, negative portrayal, but it's say, definitely but not. That can be positive too, because he's also the hunted beast that fed the tribe. So it's, he's both the victim and the villain here. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely like the crone, not an aspect of, of evil. No, definitely not. So the duality of this, this horned god, along with the three aspects of the triple goddess, are often thought to make up the five points of the pentagram. We talked about the pentagram lots, and there's lots of different ways to interpret it. It can also mm-hmm. be the five elements and all things like that. Um, so that's one way to interpret it is the five points of the pentagram and one way to invoke all of those aspects is using that pentagram. And the God is in a cyclical relationship with the triple goddess, which we touched on in all of our Sabbath episodes. He dies when the harvests are taken in the autumn, buried in winter, and then born again from the triple goddess in the spring when everything is fresh and green and then impregnates her and starts the whole cycle all over again so yeah it's a little strange if you think about the details too much so <laughs> <laughs> I try not to focus on that yeah I'm just gonna say it, 
it's a little strange. And even though he's buried, he kind of comes back at Yule, which is how she gets pregnant. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, the details, they also vary by sex, but those are the, the overarching themes. <laughs> Can get a little fuzzy, but yes. depending uh, on the spec in your path. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully it's just the overview of the two and what their different aspects are will make it a little more clear when we talk about them again in Sabbath episodes like when we talk about the goddess next week in Ostara um, it'll make a little more sense about how these these interact and then we get into Beltane and hand fasting and all of that so hopefully this cleared up some of the questions that you might have this didn't add confusion at least <laughs> <laughs> but we know it's possible and when you're just starting out it seems like a lot of overwhelming information yes very and much. You definitely do not have to be a Wiccan to practice witchcraft. We've already gone over that. And you don't have to work with deities at all in that case. If you want to choose a different pagan path, we are going to have more information coming up on that. But if this does sound like it's interesting to you, you have more questions, reach out to us anytime, uh, witchwednesdays.com. We have all of the ways to contact us on there. And as we mentioned, we set up a discord community and we set up a a post and a board uh, for every episode. So you can get in there and ask your questions and And uh, there are, yeah, discuss um, anything that we forgot or you want to add, you can add that in there. And there are a lot of, which is on different paths, but including Wicca. So they can answer any questions that you have about how they work with the different aspects of the God and goddess, you can get a lot more information because obviously everybody's path and practice is completely different. Yeah. And a lot of sects have very, I don't want to say different, but more codified beliefs. So if you are following a particular sect, because I don't follow one of the main sects, I'm eclectic. So they're, are certain things that I believe that particular sex may, I don't want to say frown upon, but have very, a lot more defined ideas on. <laughs> so that's very important. But when you're first starting out to let this have time to settle in your mind, you can always say the goddess without defining an aspect. You can say goddesses without defining particular acts. Um, aspects or names so wait for it to settle don't try and force this in your head if you are feeling the Wiccan path but not 100% sure yet Um, when I started out I always just said god and goddess I still say goddess a lot I don't have to say a particular aspect and I don't name a particular Diana or um, Artemis or anything like that so it's all your own path (laughs) But definitely reach out if you have any questions and hopefully the community can help guide you. But if you are not Wiccan and don't find a connection with this Wiccan path or religion at all, then definitely stay tuned for, I think this is episode 63 and episode 66 is going to be about finding your pagan path and which is more my realm Wiccan is, is yes. definitely Tara's realm and uh the different pagan paths is more my realm so that will give you a lot more information about you know different things that you can look into and choose and then like a specific finding and working with deities episode will be 
couple a couple episodes after that. So we have a lot more information coming. And we are building on this. Yes. <laughs> hopefully didn't confuse you too much. <laughs> hopefully. It is a confusing concept, like I said. And paganism has a lot more a pass available. So if this doesn't exactly fit you, you can still be a witch without Wiccan. We've said it millions and millions of times, I feel like, at this point. But um, you can be both also. That is all we have for you this week. And we will see you next week for Ostara. Yay! Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to our Patreon account for tons of exclusive bonus content and order supplies from our Etsy store. Reach out on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast or by email to witchwednesdays at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.